Hello, everybody. Welcome to class. I definitely appreciate you joining me today as we learn about breast health. Today is Saturday, October 31st, and happy Halloween to those who celebrate it. To my Latina friends coming up, I know Day of the Dead is coming up, and I pray that you have a great celebration as you honor your loved ones that have passed on or transitioned, if you will. So let's go ahead and get started with our class today titled Breast Health 101, Save the Tatas. For those who don't know me, my name is Calandra Eddington and I am a registered nurse. I have been a registered nurse for about 16 years now. I am also a certified aromatherapist and an essential oil specialist. I have been that for a little bit over a year now. I am a holistic educator and a wellness advocate as well. And coming up in the future, I will be a full service doula, meaning that I am going to be a birth doula and a postpartum doula. So stay tuned for that. And I'm also the owner of Nursing with Nature. So let's dive right on in. Get a paper out, get some pens, pencils, whatever the case may be, whatever it is that you need to do to take notes, or you can actually record this as well. So first thing, you need to know your boobs. What are boobs or what are breasts, if you will? Now your breasts are made up of fat tissue or what we call adipose tissue. And these tissues produce milk and the ducts help them flow, help the milk flow outside of the breast to the nipples. And the nipples are, of course, where the babies latch on. So pretty much I'm telling you that your breasts are full of fat and ducts. And the, the, the whole purpose of your breast is for breastfeeding. How do I know if my breasts are normal? Now, breasts comes in different shapes and different sizes. And the size of your breast are based on the amount of fat tissue that you actually have. So some breasts can be very firm or what we call perky. Some breasts can be sagging and you know, that usually happens after we have a child or it comes with age. So determine if they're normal, you definitely have to look at them. So one day this week, I urge you to stand in front of the mirror, have your hands on your hips and admire your girls. Take a look at them. Love them. And if you notice anything that's abnormal, that's when you need to definitely contact your healthcare provider. And that's what we're getting ready to get into right now. Now, what am I looking for? So while I'm standing in the mirror and I'm admiring myself and I'm saying my affirmations, I'm looking at the size of my breast. Has the size of my breast changed? Has the shape of my breast change has the color or the skin changed and what i mean by that is there any discoloration um is there a rash on my breast is it red what color is it and also i'm looking at my nipples are there any changes within my nipples is, has my nipple open is there a discharge or a fluid coming out of my nipple um has it gone in you're looking for those type of things So to perform a monthly self-breast exam, you definitely need to follow this technique. 
First, set the same time every month for your monthly breast exam. Most women do it before their period. Some women do it after their period or they just have a certain date. Now, while you're performing yourself monthly breast exams, you can stand in the shower, you can lay down in your bed or on the floor, okay? And you will use your right hand for your left breast and you will use your left hand for your right breast. Now, what you would do, you would take your three fingers, your pointer, your middle, and your ring fingers, and you start in a circular motion around your breast. Now, you would go from top, which will be from your collarbone, to the bottom, which will be um, to your diaphragm, if you will, or where the stomach <laughs> and the chest meet. And then you will go from your rib cage to the middle, which is like towards your breastbone, in a circular motion. And don't forget, you will also feel inside um, your armpit because you do have breast tissue um, within your armpits. So make sure you go in a circular motion. You can also go up and down, if you will. But mainly the circular motion is the best one. So like I said before, right hand for left breast. And you want to make sure that you have... For your left breast, you want to make sure that your right arm is over your head. And then for your right breast, you want to make sure that your right arm is over your head. Now, what am I looking and feeling for? Now, you definitely are looking for a change in size. You're looking for a rash, any extra dry skin, itching or chafing. You're looking for discoloration of the skin. Has it darkened? Has it turned red? You're looking for any type of discharge from the nipples. And if you see any discharge, you definitely want to note the color and the consistency. So is it yellow? Is it clear? Is it bloody? Is it a large amount or only a small amount? You also want to notice if there's any pain, if there's any tenderness or soreness. And also lumps. Um... If you, this is your first lump, you want to note if it's movable or if it's stationary or staying in that same place. Um, is it very hard? Is it sensitive to touch? And also, if you had this lump before, has it changed in size? So those are the things that you are definitely looking for. Um, you're also looking for if your nipples have gone in or inverted, if you will. And also, do you notice any dents or changing uh, shape within your breast. Now the next part of this, we're gonna talk about conditions and diseases of the breast. So therefore you can understand why you need to look at your breast and notice if there's anything wrong. So therefore when the doctor, when you have to go to the doctor, you can describe to the doctor what's going on with your breast for him to better diagnose you. So there are Five conditions that we're going to talk about today. The first one we're going to talk about is breast cancer. We'll talk about fibrocystic breast disease. We'll talk about mastitis, gynomastia, and BII, which is also known as breast implant illness. Now, breast cancer is when there are cancer cells that form within the tissues of the breast and it's the most common cancer in women. Men are not excluded. Men can also get breast cancer. It is responsible for 40,000 deaths in the United States 
each year, but it has a 90% five-year survival rate, meaning that early detection, you can be cured. Um, women who have started their periods um, have a higher rate of getting breast cancer. And statistically, black women under the age of 40 have a higher rate than Caucasian women. But between the ages of 60 through 80, white women have a higher rate of breast cancer than any other race. So the symptoms of breast cancer, um, there's definitely a lump. Sometimes your nipple is pulled in. There's a dumpling or an inversion or an indent within the breast itself. You may have some discharge dripping from your nipple and you definitely want to note if it's yellow or bloody. You may de develop a redness or a rash on your breast, if you will, and you notice some skin changes as well. Dry, itchy, um, itchiness that goes along with the rash. Or if you notice a lot of moles that have changed size or have changed in color. The second condition that I briefly want to talk about is called fibrocystic breast. And fibrocystic breast is the benign or what we call non-cancerous or non-harmful, if you will. But pretty much it's a non-cancerous condition that causes the breast to be lumpy because of the cyst. And if you don't know what a cyst is, a cyst is pretty much a pocket of fluid. Um, the lumps or the cyst, if you will, are very tender or sore, if you will. They can also become very painful. Um, these lumps usually appear around the time a woman starts her period. And it's because it's related to the hormones, um, your reproductive hormones, and also from your diet. Women who with fibrocystic breast disease, they do not, or I'm not going to say they do not, but they do have to limit their intake of caffeine and chocolate as this becomes, as this causes the cyst to become a little bit more tender or painful, if you will. The third condition we're definitely going to briefly talk about is called mastitis. Now, mastitis means that there's inflammation within the breast. This normally happens after a woman has her baby and the milk ducts get clogged with milk. So milk is not flowing and anything that's not flowing becomes stagnant and it causes an infection. Usually women uh, get engorged or they have a lot of milk production in their milk and they're not getting it out fast enough. The milk duct gets clogged up. Your breasts become red, warm to touch. Um, you're already engorged or swollen and you definitely have a fever. If you do have this condition and you're breastfeeding, it's best not to breastfeed from that breast. We normally uh, tell our clients to pump and dump meaning that they'll use a breast pump and just actually pump out the milk and actually discard it. Um, definitely see your doctor because the treatment for this is antibiotics. Okay. You definitely want to contact the doctor um, uh, for this one. The next one we're going to talk about is gynomastia. And this is related to men. Um, it's an enlargement or swelling of the breast tissue in males because they have more estrogen levels than testosterone levels, okay? This condition can either be resolved on its own or some men have to have to go for treatment for this. 
The last one we'll briefly discuss is called breast implant illness. Now these are for women who have, or men who have breast implants. It's definitely an autoimmune disease, meaning that your body is attacking. Your body is attacking itself. And it's because the silicone that's within the breast, um, the silicone in the breast implants is slowly melting because of your body heat. So over time, you may experience hair loss, mental confusion, um, joint pain, fevers, and skin sensitivities. A lot of women have gone to the doctor and they have had tests run and they were told that they didn't know what, you know, they were told that there was nothing wrong with them, but the women knew there was something wrong with their body. And it's because that there's not enough research about this yet, or there's not enough studies that have been done. But some doctors have figured out it's because of the breast implants. Many women have had these breast implants removed and they recover for about six to eight weeks. And they said that they have felt better, that they didn't realize that these breast implants were slowly killing them. There's not a diagnostic test for BII and insurances usually don't pay for removals of breast implants. So that is another factor that plays into this because if you have breast implants and you have this condition, it may be hard for you to have the breast implants removed if you definitely don't have the finances to do so. So if you have a friend or you yourself have breast, in, uh, have breast implants, just ask them, like, have you been experiencing some hair loss? Have you been confused lately? Have you been having fevers and you haven't been diagnosed with any type of infection? Um, have you just been feeling sluggish or fatigued or having any joint pain? And if they say yes to this, give, um, give them some information from a valuable source about BII. Now, what tests are done to determine um, breast abnormalities? Well, first, we got to talk about prevention. So going to your regular annual routine appointments like your primary care physician or your OBGYN um, to do your, your breast exams. Also, you doing yourself breast exams every month as well. Having a mammogram done. And mammogram is the most common diagnostic test for any type of breast uh, issue. There's also genetic testing that can be done. A lot of women who've had family history of breast cancer normally get genetic testing done or they just want to find out. Also, too, if the mammogram uh, did not have a clear picture, sometimes a breast ultrasound is actually done to diagnose the condition. Breast biopsies are done, and pretty much that is a removal of a uh, removal of the tissue or whatever it is that is inside of that breast, and it's taken to a lab to get tested for further diagnosis. A lot of women um, have needle aspirations, especially if they have fibrocystic breast disease, and pretty much that's a needle that is actually draining the cyst, if you will. And there's also nipple smears. And that's just pretty much collecting a sample of the nipple discharge and they're putting it under a microscope to see what type of bacteria or whatever it is that is causing this type of discharge. 
treatments for breast conditions and diseases. There are surgeries that can be done. Um, the most common one that many have heard about is called a mastectomy, when, which is where they actually move the breast tissue. You also have a lumpectomy, and a lumpectomy is actually removal of the lymph nodes. And for those who don't know what lymph nodes are, lymph nodes are little garbage cans that collect foreign bodies that are growing or have entered inside of our body. So these little garbage cans actually collect bacteria, viruses, cancers, and if those lymph nodes become swollen, that lets you know there's something going on in your body that should not be there. And if the cancer has traveled to the lymph nodes, doctors would like to remove that lymph node and there is an extensive recovery with that. We definitely um, want you to wear a sleeve. There's arm exercises to build your upper body strength. So there's an extensive recovery when it comes to having a mastectomy and a lumpectomy. Many women decide to do chemo or radiation, chemotherapy or radiation to kill off the cancer cells. There's also breast reconstruction. Women who have had a mastectomy can kind of have their breasts reconstructed or kind of have surgery to make it look as normal as possible. Women get breast reduction. And like I mentioned earlier, breast reduction can actually help with your posture, back pain. And posture and back pain and actually your overall health, to be honest with you. And antibiotics, and this is mainly prescribed for any type of infection of the breast, like mastitis, like I mentioned earlier. So a healthy you and healthy breasts. So in order for you to practice wellness, one thing we want to talk about is you not being stressed out. Stress causes dis-ease, which causes disease. And I will say this again. Stress causes dis-ease, which will cause disease. When you're stressed out over a long period of time, your body secretes a hormone called cortisol, which is known as a stress hormone. And then your body becomes inflamed. The inside of your body, which we call it silent inflammation, becomes inflamed. And over a period of time, the inflammation leads to disease. So we want to talk about chilling out. Try not to be so stressed out because we don't want you to develop a disease. Your monthly self breast exams and routine checkup with your primary care physician and your OBGYN are very imperative in breast health. Working out. Now, working out, I'm not talking about the high-intensity workouts, but you can go for a jog, ride a bike. As long as you're moving at least 30 minutes within a day, you're good. And Food. Yes, food is medicine. So you definitely want to limit things like caffeine, carbs, sugars, and you want to eat more foods that contain antioxidants. And we're talking about your fruits and your green leafy vegetables. You definitely want to take your omega-3s, whether it's supplements or through fish, um, your vitamin D, which is sunlight. Yes, and vitamin E. And you definitely want to drink plenty of water. So lastly, we'll talk about boob facts. And some of these I mentioned earlier. Um, most breast conditions are benign, meaning that they're not harmful, not cancerous or anything, but they're just uncomfortable. Uh, breast cancer is the most common cancer in women. 
men are also diagnosed with breast cancer. So, hey, like I said again, y'all are not exempt. Birth control, especially over an extended period of time, this causes too much. Um, the estrogen that you're getting can cause breast diseases and conditions. Breast cancer mortality rates or death rates, if you will, are 40% higher in African-American women than they are in Caucasian women. The reason being is one, African-American women, when they talk about their symptoms, they are felt like they're not being heard or their symptoms are being overlooked. This is what we were talking about during um, when we were talking about infant mortality and maternal mortality or death. We were talking about health disparities. And a lot of African-American women have felt like they weren't getting heard as far as when they were explaining their symptoms or what were going what or what was going on with their bodies. Also, this is this is contributed to being underinsured or having no insurance or having access to health care because of where they live. So those are just some boob facts that I want to share with you. And I thank you today. I thank you for joining me today. Does anybody have any questions or any concerns? I will open up the floor. Going once. Going twice. Well, all right. Well, I just want to thank you all for watching me today. Like I said, my name is Calandra Eddington. I am the owner of Nursing with Nature, the Wellness RN. If you have any questions or any concerns, by all means, you can contact me. I'll give you my contact information. My email address is nursingwithnaturewellnessrn, all together, at gmail.com. And my number is 682 if you have any questions about breast health or any other health question in general, you can definitely contact me. Now, mind you, I am going to tell you to follow up with a physician or I can give you resources for healthcare. But as a registered nurse, I am not able to diagnose anything. Okay. My website is www.nursingwithnature.services. My Instagram is nursingwithnature underscore wellness. And my Facebook is nursingwithnature, the wellness RN. Thank you so much for joining me today. And definitely have a safe day. And if you're going to go out trick-or-treating, be safe. Thank you.